You're listening to a podcast series produced for the Global Initiative for Chronic Obstructive Lung Disease. GOLD works with healthcare professionals and public officials around the world to raise awareness and to improve the prevention and treatment of COPD. I'm Antonio Ansueto, a professor of medicine, University of Texas in San Antonio. I'm a member of the GOLD Scientific Committee. November the 15th, we had the release of the 2021 report of the GOLD Committee. So what stays the same in the report? First is the defined assessment tool, diagnosis by the spirometry, severity by FEV1, and ABCD groups based on patient symptoms and exacerbations. It's the same as a consequence of that. The treatment table, use of long-acting bronchodilators should be the mainstream therapy for the treatment of ICU uh, patients with COPD. And our treatments will escalate based on the conditions. We keep in the same also the management cycle. We believe it's very important to continue to review patient symptoms, assess their ability to use the delivery devices and compliance with the medication, and then you adjust your therapies. The follow-up pharmacotherapy, dyspnea, and exacerbations will determine what other interventions we should be doing, and I want to remind you that we need to continue with a non-pharmacological management that should include a smoking cessation, physical activity, and when it's available, pulmonary rehabilitation. Now, what is new in the document? The first area that is new has to do with the definition. And the World Health Organization has defined a minimum set of interventions for the diagnosis of COPD in primary care, the management of stable COPD patients in primary care, and exacerbations. We believe that it's very important to address these issues, recognizing that this is a global disease. Related to immunizations and prevention, it is new in our chapter three that based on the CDC recommendations, the TDAP, also called the vaccine against whooping cough or pertrusis, tetanus, and diphtheria, should be given and offered to our patients with COPD due to the fact that there is a high incidence of pertrusis and the potential of transmission. So we are recommending that this vaccine should be included in the therapy. Also in chapter three, when we address initially pharmacotherapy, uh, there has been an issue. Should we start with monotherapy with the lonactin, anticholinergic, or who, should we use the fixed lava-lama combinations? We recognize that there are more clinical studies that have shown that the combination therapies are effective as initial therapy. And we use as a reference now the results from the IMAG study that were newly diagnosed naive patients with COPD that were symptomatic, that when we started with fixed lava-lama combinations, that patients had a better response compared with the patients treated with monotherapy. In chapter three, we also recognize that in health corticosteroids, their efficacy could be related to the uh, smoking status of the patient. So in patients who are based on systematic reviews and data in the, in the literature, we recognize that in patients who are uh, current smokers, 
will be a difference related to patients who are former smokers of the fact that this should be uh, using these medications in patients who are current smokers, they're not going to be as, the efficacy is not as, as high as the former smokers. Also, we did have two large clinical trials that demonstrate that the fixed lava-lama in health corticosteroids in a single inhaler could have an impact in patients' mortality. So there is a section who address this, recognize that it's still some limitations of the clinical trials and, and the, the important issues that we need to focus in the patient's baseline characteristics. Those individuals who have severe exacerbations and individuals who have high eosinophils were the most likely to benefit from this intervention. And in this chapter, recognize oxygen and the need of high flow oxygen during exercise training, especially during pulmonary rehab. In the chapter of exacerbation, that is chapter number five, there has been a lot of literature related to the role of procalcitonin in guidelines for the use of antimicrobials. We are revising the statement based on the large randomized controlled tri uh, trials and a systematic reviews in the literature that demonstrated that in patients who are hospitalized, there was actually worsening outcome when procalcitonin was used as a guidance for therapy. So the recommendation is patients should continue their antibiotics. The procalcitonin can help to assess the severity as well as the duration of therapy, but should not be used as a determinant to give, to give or you don't need to give antimicrobials. In chapter six, that is related to comorbid conditions, we emphasize that cancer and COPD go hand by hand. We updated the reference have to do with a screening uh, of, uh, for lung cancer with a low intensity CAT scan. There is a new publication that emphasized the need to have active screening. And we highlight and revise a table that we have of the common risk factors to develop lung cancer from age more than 55, the more than 30 pack smoking history, the presence of emphysema in the CAT scan, uh, the BMI less than 25, and the family history of COPD. Those are very important issues that should be taken into consideration. Also in the area of comorbidities, we know that cardiovascular disease is frequently associated with COPD. So the role of beta blockers, they should be given for the treatment of their cardiovascular disease. We did have the results of a randomized clinical trial that demonstrated in patients that do not have a cardiovascular condition, the use of beta blockers was not effective in reduction in exacerbation. So they should be given on the basis of, the, of having this cardiovascular comorbidity. We included a chapter seven that is COPD and COVID. We emphasize in the middle of this pandemic that patients with COPD should be treated with their standard uh, medical therapies for the management of the disease. 
should be on the long active bronchodilator, should be in the best delivery system to provide the medication. We should continue to do all the prophylaxis measurements like vaccination, influenza vaccine, pneumococcal vaccine, now DPT, in order to prevent infection. So we should not lower our management of COPD. We should be very aggressive in management of this patient, recognizing that certain interventions of pharmacotherapies in, that are prescribing in, in patients, for example, in health corticosteroids, may be associated with poor outcome in patients with asthma or COPD than develop COVID. This is something that is an observational study, still controversial, but the emphasis should be you give the optimal treatment to your patients. And the last part that we included related to COVID is we now recognize that COVID may have significant impact in patients in long term. So we are proposing the remote patient follow-up after the COVID assessment of the medications, assessment of their clinical conditions, as well as the evolution of the lung function symptoms and CAT scan. So in summary, we're very excited that we have an updated goal 2021. This updated goal, the certain uh, central elements of changes have been in diagnosis, assessment, pharmacotherapy and non-pharmacotherapy interventions and follow-ups. Remind you that we have to add pertussis vaccine for prophylaxis, that lavalamas should be the first line of therapy in patients who are symptomatic. In health corticosteroids, uh, should, uh, efficacy is reducing active smokers, as well as remind that triple therapy, lava, lama, and ICS may decrease uh, mortality. Procalcitonin during exacerbation should not determine if you give or you not give antibiotics, especially in patients who are hospitalized. And that in reference to comorbidities, lung cancer is an increased risk in patients with COPD, and we should optimize the management of the cardiovascular condition given patients beta blockers. And the COVID pandemic, the message is therapy in a stable phase and exacerbations are on change, and we should consider long-term follow-up for these patients. Please visit the GOLD website at goldcopd.org for our up-to-date, evidence-based reports, as well as other useful guides, documents, and resources. If you are a healthcare professional interested in GOLD resources for your hospital or healthcare system, or if you have ideas for new resources, please email us at our website at goldcopd.org. Thank you for listening and for sharing in our mission to reduce the global burden of COPD.